Peter Parker's rival from Spider-Man Far From Home, the hunky hunky Brad is gonna become Venom. Now a five year older, uh, Miles Morales, who's now the same age as Tom Holland, and you know, they're hanging out, they're becoming best friends, and they're both Spider-Men. Flash Thompson will become Green Goblin. Welcome back to the Rockstars. This is Rogue Theory. Today we are predicting which of Peter Parker's friends is about to blow our freaking minds in the new uh, Spider-Man movie. I'm Philip Molina, and with me going rogue remotely are... We got back Joshua Ovenshire, a.k.a. Joven. I'm here. I love being here. Let's do we it. We got him back. We got yeah. him to come. We got him. Yeah. We got him. <laughs> Marina Mastros, uh, a.k.a. Moven. <laughs> Moven. We caught her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the Vovin himself, uh, Eric Voss. Uh, hey. Come on down. <laughs> I used to work on that show. Hey. <laughs> oh, you did. Uh, uh, that's a clue for that other video we made. Uh, hey, everybody, uh, how are you guys doing? Good. We're doing good. Good. We've we've <laughs> talked about it. We are we are all collectively okay. Yes. Collectively. Okay. okay. Marina didn't say good, so we'll check in with Marina after. <laughs> Marina. <laughs> <laughs> so, go to, oh wait, Marina, how are you feeling? Did you did you have coronavirus? I still don't have my test results yet, so I have to stay home. Like I haven't left. I mean, obviously, I'm not going anywhere anyway, but I can't like go to the store. You know. Wow. Are you? Uh, do you not want to talk about it on on video? No, I don't care. I posted on Instagram. I had I had a sore throat, and that was it. And then uh. and like left. I was like lethargic and sleepy and like overly tired. So. I mean, plug for the city of Los Angeles, like, testing system. I got a test Super the easy. same day. Nice. And it was free. So I still want my results, but... So it's like the chicken pox, right? Uh, we should now come over to your house for a party so we can all get <laughs> it yeah. and yeah, 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 be yeah. fine. Yeah. All right, yeah. uh, guys, uh, that means take it easy on Marina. Her brain has a fever. <laughs> uh, and the only cure is going rogue. Yay! Okay, so Sp Spider-Man Homecoming uh, and Far From Home both surprised us with new twists about various characters in Peter's orbit. Uh, the most famous one obviously being Zendaya's character, suddenly being like, by the way, they call me MJ sometimes, and I'm just telling right. you that for the first time now. Uh, <laughs> with and then, like this. Yeah, yeah exactly. And she's like, what's wrong with your hand? I don't know, it hurts. <laughs> Uh, and then also, um, Flash, we learned a little bit about, is not exactly the version of Flash Thompson that we'd expected before. Uh, Nick Fury was a scroll, it turns out, in, in one of those movies. <laughs> Nobody so these, is anyone! <laughs> so these, exactly, these films have said, uh, uh, we, we were talking about this the other day and we realized they kind of keep surprising us with who the characters are actually from the comics, rather than bringing in more and more actors and new actors. Uh, so, that got us thinking, who do we already know in the Spider-Man MCU who is actually going to be revealed to be a different character from the comics once they get developed? I'm talking heroes, I'm talking villains, somebody with a deeper identity from the comics. Pitch me on which of the Spider-Man-verse characters are actually somebody else. Okay, I'll, I'll jump on this first. Um, in a recent Rogue Theory episode, actually, I pitched that uh, Venom 2 might include a supporting role by Peter Parker that shows us the black-suited Spider-Man. So with your permission, Philip, I'd like to build on that and stay in canon in my own universe. Uh, permission granted. Uh, just try to keep it concise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Note taken. Uh, okay. I think we all remember Spider-Man Far From Home. and In my mind, it left one big loose end. Peter Parker's rival, Brad Davis, who could forget that hunk, he crushed on MJ, 
He uh, threatened to show her Peter Parker's sex photos. Oh, Remember that? Oh, that yeah. So that was a thing. That was so <laughs> yeah, weird. That totally happened, and it totally backfired. Like, first off, don't you think MJ would have been like, mm, so he, this guy's hooking up on Euro trips? All right, I'm interested. Yeah. But everyone sided with Peter there. So you got to imagine Brad's got to be pissed. Like, he spent five years climbing the social ladder, you know, getting his bod in shape, joining the basketball team, and suddenly Peter Parker blips back into his reality right. and gets all the love. That's bullshit. Shit, right? So I think things are going to get even worse for Brad when Peter also gets away with J. Jonah Jameson trying to out him at the end. So if you think about it, all that really has to happen is Nick Fury just calls up his scroll buddies and says, hey, you got that uh, that backup video from London where you shapeshifted into Peter Parker reacting to Spider-Man and Mysterio fighting on Tower Bridge? Great. Let's just like drop that to give Peter Parker an alibi so it clears right. his name. Pisses off J. Jonah Jameson, but really pisses off Brad because he finally had a chance to see Peter Parker's name brought down, but it didn't work. So here we are in Spider-Man 3. I'm taking the note to try to be concise, Philip. Sorry. Um, <laughs> all of our uh, Midtown High students are now going to Empire State University in Manhattan. And Brad is like obsessed, jealous of Peter Parker and he begins to obsess over him, uh, especially since Peter Parker has some mood swings because we know from my uh, Carnage 2 theory, he's got that symbiote attachment from his black Spider-Man suit. Ooh. He's trying to shake it. So Brad follows him around. He follows him to the campus bell tower where, see where this is going. the symbiote <laughs> drips off onto Brad, turning him in to Venom. That's Ooh. right, folks. Peter Parker's rival from Spider-Man Far From Home, the hunky hunky Brad is gonna become Venom. Nice. Yes, all right, I'm, I'm okay. down with that. Eric, I'm, I'm loving the confidence of this pitch. You got okay. a roguey just for uh, bringing it today. How about a Venom colored black sparkle buck? Oh, Where did I it go? Oh, here it is again. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, this shirt is made out of black sparkle bucks. <laughs> I was going to give him more rogies, but I'm <laughs> so uncomfortable. I don't want to see where that's give going. Give me a chance. Give uh, me a chance. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you blew it. Uh, but uh, yeah. I do like your theory, though, because uh, I do like this. Th we, we talk so much about Venom and Spider-Man being destined to collide, but because of the stupid property <laughs> issues right. like and, and, and tonal differences, we, we keep having to bend over backwards to try to figure it out yeah. of how it could work instead of just like, you know what? Give it to somebody else in there, sure. And then we'll just have we'll have our own version of the story. Uh, very solid, Eric. You get a, you also get a thumbs up. That can oh, turn into I'll a, take it. <laughs> it it turns up. into a, one of these. No. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Marina, my turn. You go. Yes. Okay. So uh, I have a pitch uh, that Flash Thompson will become Green Goblin. Okay. And Ooh. this is, Whoa. yeah, this is changing a lot of stuff, I know, but they're, they've already shown that they're willing to change this character already. So, um, a little bit because it's a person of color playing a, a role for a white dude. So, yeah. they're already willing to change stuff, which I love. Um, so, here are the reasons that I think he might become Green Goblin. Um, he's rich or his family is rich, right? So, he has the means to sort of seclude himself off and go into his own technological development. He can Tony Stark himself into like a, a cave, but it's like a good cave that he chose. <laughs> <laughs> With a box of good scraps. <laughs> Boy cave. Uh, yeah. Also, I, I mean, they all go to like a science high school, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. they all should be pretty advanced. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Inventors, is that what the high school is? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. That's He's a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. He already hates Peter Parker, right? They already mm-hmm. have. They already are going like this, and he's already demonstrating some abandonment stuff with his parents. He, they're not texting him back. They're not meeting him in the, at the airport when he comes home from like a disastrous trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they assumed he died. Yeah. Like, like, you hoped, not assumed, hoped. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, god. Like you would think <laughs> that they would meet him. But they're not. So I, if it were me, I would be like having some issues Ooh. already. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a, I, can I have a pitch in the middle yes, of your theory? Yes, you can. Okay. Because here's the thing that I, I'm going to underline for, for people too. Marina is is having him be the villain yes. of Green Goblin. Yes. Flash Thompson is Green Goblin, not his dad or anything. Because obviously we're, we're going for an Osborne switch. Yeah. So that's a new take. But if he's evil and his parents aren't showing up and he's making a big deal of it, maybe he killed his parents already and they're dead. That's what? Philip so is a bad me at guy. The airport, you gotta go. Philip, yeah. I award you a green sparkle bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Wait, so that's uh, you're saying that's I, why they're not at minute. the airport? Yeah, maybe because oh. he's freaking evil. Yeah. And he's like pretending to be sad. He's like, where are they? <laughs> or he's <laughs> like, like broken minded or whatever, and he yeah. forgot that he killed them. Oh, oh yeah, no. Totally. Broken minded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he weekend at Bernie's Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> he home alone. Marina, you're killing it. You're doing great. <laughs> this is great when you jump in halfway through. Sorry, this sorry. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Literally, okay. this is better. This is awesome. No, no. <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, that's it. That's, those are the reasons. <laughs> those are the reasons. Ten rogies for Marina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel like no. uh, Philip might be a little... Uh, Unfair oh. with his decisions. I think he liked okay. his additions. No, 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 no. I'll allow Two. it. <laughs> Thank you. Two rogies uh, for oh, Two right rogies? Now. Okay. One is a, a nail polish. Hand me the other one. I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, that turned you dropped into it. a chapstick. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Great. I need that. Uh, um, <laughs> great. I, what, I, what I like about it is clearly it got my imagination flowing, but also, yeah. more importantly, I love it when they're economical and they just, instead of bringing in Bryce Dallas Howard for no reason, suddenly, yeah. like, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, we're two movies in and we don't have any Osborne, so F it, yeah. right? Like, like just somebody else is going to be the Osborne. It's cleaner. Um, and it's going to be teenager versus teenager, which yeah. Spider-Man almost never gets to have just, like, a battle against another superpower Way team. less creepy. It's always, yeah, weirdly an old man you have to fight. Yeah. You, ever, you ever be a teen in high school and, like, an old man yells at you and you're like, am I going to fight an adult? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a teacher? No. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it killed one of its teachers. a specific memory. No one's <laughs> yeah. gone through that. No, your geometry teacher and, and you, you corner each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he has a compass, you have a protractor, you have whatever you guys Normal remember. stuff. Philip melted yeah. one of his teacher's brains with his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell them that story, it's true. <laughs> you already told them. He had a Philip stroke and he died. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, watch the question it. if you don't know that story. Uh, <laughs> Joven, uh, please fix everything. <laughs> Buckle up, you new rock stars. We're going for a ride. <laughs> Woohoo! Trying out a, a new catchphrase for your show. It's perfect. So. We've, uh, we've seen some some characters that we're like in Peter Parker's friend circle with your theories. All good theories. I, I want all of them to be true at the same time. But I think we're focusing too much on Far From Home and we need to step back to Homecoming. Who okay. was the character that was introduced in Homecoming? Oh, was it Donald Glover? All of them. <gasps> yeah, I, oh. Yes. <laughs> it was Donald Glover as Aaron Davis, which we know becomes the Prowler from the comics. But what we aren't addressing here is the blip 
Five yeah. years have passed for some people. So Aaron, uh, with, with, with Donald Glover's nephew, which he mentions, uh, is around. He didn't disappear from the blip. He's had the last five years to grow up, to become His a nephew. little bit older. His nephew. Yeah. Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Cool. So what if now in uh, Peter Parker's high school, he sees this new guy that's in, in uh, kind of staying like low key, but people still have like their attention on him. And we find out that his name is Miles. And then you're like, oh, Miles and Peter Parker are the same age now. So we don't get the, the Spider-Men comic that we had in, in real life. We get the Spider-Boy story instead. That's right. There's a new spider that uh, that winds up biting uh, now a five year older uh, Miles Morales, who's now the same age as Tom Holland. And you know they're hanging out, they're becoming best friends, and they're both Spider Men. That's cool. Spider Boys. So no, yeah, you said Spider Boys for some reason, <laughs> even though Spider Man is already referred guys. to as Spider Man. Spider guys. Spider yeah. guys. Spider, spider guys. <laughs> I think it's Spider's Man, like Attorney's but, General. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just dealing with the cameo <laughs> yeah. here in the third Spider Man movie. We are still kind of finishing out this entire story arc for Peter Parker, but we are being introduced to Miles Morales because what does Sony have outside of in their Spider Verse other than their Sinister Six? It's just a bunch of bad guys right now. What they need is more heroes that they can actually build mm. upon. Yeah. And the great thing about Tom Holland uh, being Peter Parker is that because he's so young, they can go decades with him as Peter Parker. So now they need another one like that. They need a Miles Morales, which they can now have like an ultimate Spider-Verse as well, mm -hmm. where they have him maybe interacting with some of the, the Sinister Six villains. Maybe we do see a crossover with Tom yeah. and Miles Morales, because that's what Sony needs right now. They need some more good guys to be followed along. So, uh, yeah. But right that's... That's awesome because yeah, they can have Miles Morales. Yeah. He can they can live out the entire Sinister Six plot line with Miles Morales. It could be really fun. Uh, I think this is a really cool idea too because you get a live action one. Mm -hmm. Jovan, is your re surprising twist casting that Donald Glover is the character we already knew he was in Homecoming? Because you said so, yes. Actually, that is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. So uh, you are disqualified no, from no, this no, uh, round oh, of Rogue Theory. The no. entire premise of the question, despite me loving your theory, no. was who do we already know who's going to surprise us and be someone completely different? Unless you're going to quickly say that Ned is is his nephew, and that's actually who's going to be Miles Morales. <laughs> nope, I, I like my idea too much. It's too good. Aaron Davis Rogue becomes Kingpin. Not. Just say Aaron Davis becomes Kingpin. <laughs> and then he becomes Kingpin. <laughs> Give him his rogies. Prowler, who then actually is a good guy. No, yeah, we'll go with the Kingpin. Yeah, that makes sense. But for reals. Technically, Miles we got Morales it in under the wire. five years older now. Good. Uh, you're lucky my Zoom froze up and I'm not sure exactly what happened here. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, leave it to your, I'll leave it to your competitors. Eric and Marina, does Jovan get any rogies? Yes, of course. I believe yeah. he deserves at least one rogie, your honor. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Cowards. Thank you. you could have taken him out. A rogi for, for Jovan. Sweet. He, a nice uh, 30th anniversary Mega Man pin right here. Ooh. Oh, oh. He gets a rogi for involving Donald Glover in any capacity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, a rogi for Jovan sounds like a children's book uh, where yeah. the kid dies. A rogi <laughs> you know? for Jovan. <laughs> like a kid's learning about um, great. All right, everybody, uh, give them back to me in the form of a tweet that we can understand that summarizes your theory. <laughs> Damn it. Um, okay, my tweet is from at the Daily Bugle, 
but they have to put a string of numbers behind it because it's already been one. Um, so it goes, uh, I still believe the Spider-Man is Peter Parker, despite the lawsuit that's being leveraged against me by this organization's sword. Luckily, my intern Brad Davis is on it, but he hasn't been into work yet today. I think I got there. <laughs> That's 140-ish characters. Hashtag threat. symbiote. Yeah, sure. Hashtag Brad is Venom. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Marina. Uh, mine is, it, you said that is understandable, and that limits me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric didn't care. Yeah, that's true. I tried. Um, you yelled in tweet form. <laughs> <laughs> it's the words Flash Thompson and then arrow, arrow, and then knifey, knifey, and then the um, two emojis of his parents, and then arrow, arrow, and then I think there's a green, like, goblin dude emoji. That's, that's like, an alien. alien. Oh, wow, it's green. Counts, it counts. <laughs> yeah, and and those are the, and it's just that. It's Flash Thompson, arrow, arrow, stabby, stabby parents, arrow, arrow, uh, oh, um, arrow, arrow, a microscope, <laughs> and then arrow, arrow, alien, green alien. Gotcha. He, he he gives his parents knives. They turn them into a microscope. Yeah. And 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 are abducted by aliens. And then they discover aliens. <laughs> yeah, with a microscope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually just a really uh, nice bonding time for them. Great. Terrible, as as always, for both of you so far. Uh, uh, Jovid, uh, go ahead. It's fine. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> uh, rumor has it that Aaron Davis's middle name is Miles in Homecoming. Easter eggs revealed next up on New Rockstars. Oh, that's a great tweet. That's that wasn't a, your theory. A tweet. It was. I, I'm just throwing anything at the wall that you'll be this this You changed everything. Yeah. But it was you made a... Donald Glover into Miles Morales. I did all of the things. He's Miles Morales and Kingpin. <laughs> Philip is so mad. But it. But that was the only one that was actually a tweet. Yeah. I, I want to disqualify true. him. I want to disqualify him. So no. I, I have all the rogues here. We I need him. We need him. We need him to stay sane for the tweet. Yeah. All right, none of you get any additional rogues for fair. the worst Twitter around more we've than ever fair. had. Uh, but I do want to see those come true. Let us know in the comments whose theory. Jobin had four. Uh, <laughs> so if any of these six theories, uh, which one you guys want to see come true. Uh, but guys, also, something that I've always wanted to come true is the ability to get an erection. It's <laughs> hard, Always wanted. But sometimes it's All not. All right, I'm here. What are your other two wishes, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, one of them was abs. Uh, okay. <laughs> the, the, the other one's world peace. Uh, I'm saving it, though. Um, guys, Blue Chew to the rescue. Okay. Who here likes physical activities in the bedroom? Ooh. Like, like, like relays. In theory. <laughs> Eric isn't convinced uh, yet. I have been told yeah. they are delightful. <laughs> Eric's girlfriend's name is Theory. Uh, so... Uh, what about if your uh, performance in the bedroom isn't um, as powerful as you might want it to be? Well, Bluetooth.com offers the first chewable versions of essentially Viagra and Cialis. Uh, and what's even better is that they're cheaper because they're made in the USA. And who knows boners more than uh, American <laughs> doctors and scientists? 
so, uh, guys, this is true. You guys know that I am a supporter of this product. I used it in a previous episode of Rogue Theory. Oh I'm still uh, recovering from it. You, what, was, what is really cool, this is legitimately how it works, is how I ordered it. You get a free online doctor consultation. They help you find the right dosage. Uh, and then uh, the ingredient, there's like two different kinds, and there's one that's better for your wiener versus somebody else's ding dong. Uh, and if you don't want to go to a doctor's office or you can't right now because it's more complicated, uh, you just go to this website. It's super easy. Once you're approved, they just ship it directly to your door. They're always talking about how the packaging is really discreet. I'm always talking about how I don't want my package to be discreet. Uh, and uh, we get a great deal. Uh, if you go to bluetooth.com, you get your first order completely free. Uh, I think you have to pay five bucks for shipping, but the order is free. If you use our promo code new rock with an R. Uh, yeah. It's not new rock hard. Uh, it will be if you use it. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Remember, promo code new rock. Uh, Joven, you want to uh, go ahead and put in that order now? Or oh, yeah. Should we wait? Uh, I'm going to buy in bulk. Anytime there's free boners involved, I'm there. Free boners. You I'm know, in the meantime, while you wait, uh, for your boner to uh, show up to the party. There's another thing you can do to make yourself more visible down there. Who's familiar with Manscaping? <laughs> That's that right, Manscaped is our other sponsor this episode. So right now, obviously, we can't get haircuts, but that doesn't mean we gotta neglect the hair down there, hmm. Joven. Good rhyming scheme. <laughs> uh, Joven, why don't you show us what you're working with? Oh yeah, okay. Okay, in the meantime. No! no! <laughs> God. Uh, I'm on it, all... Other than that, what product do you have for me to fix what I have? The weirdest thing is we didn't have to blur it. It's just in reality it was like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just too, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a black hole. Uh, time freezes in there. <laughs> uh, it leads to time travel. Down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got some precision engineered tools for your flamly jewels. Flamly. Flamly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so they spent 18 months designing this third revision of the lawnmower, uh, which I've got right here. Actually, uh, it's the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, I've used the 1.0, the 2.0, and the 3.0. I've got nothing left down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's probably legitimately, like, nobody's ever focused this much on a ball hair trimmer. And so the fact that they spent 18 months on it, and this is the third revision, and even the packaging is so nice for your package. Eric's got one, too. Uh, it's, that means it probably is the best one that's ever been made. It's waterproof, it has a 90 minute battery, it has an LED light so you can do it in the dark. <laughs> and so you don't have to see your shame. There you go, <laughs> Eric, thank you for displaying. Uh, so, um, manscaping accidents are a thing of the past thanks to Manscaped skin safe technology. You know, don't test that, but trust it. <laughs> Uh, they also have a quiet stroke technology, which is what I do in the shower, but uh, there's uh, quiet uh, the quiet stroke. Uh, uh, it's a 7,000 RPM trimmer motor in it, but we can get you 20% off and free shipping with the code ROGUETHEORY at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Again, promo code is ROGUETHEORY, but with no space. Again, our PSA every week, how do you spell rogue? R-O-G-U-E, Rogue Theory. Uh, not Rouge Theory. Guys, you ready to uh, shave on? I, I like how shave all of these on. products are ostensibly for you, but mostly they just benefit me. Ah. <laughs> uh, Marina, you can manscape. That's a gender and neutral. And I do. And I do. <laughs> and I get the biggest boners of all. 
All right, guys, it's time to move on to the Discord Rogue Theory segment of the episode. So every week we play Rogue Theory with our patrons on the New Rockstars Discord. Uh, and the, the pitches have been getting like stronger and stronger where we're worried that they're going to start overshadowing the pitches on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why our tw- ours makes so much sense. Uh, Jobin's changed <laughs> so many times. Um, it's all Okay, so this week <laughs> we, we had three patrons pitch the plot for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And Gandalf and DBS, they both had really good ones uh, with so many emojis uh, used in them. Uh, but the winner was Un Pantalon. Their theory had the uh, Guardians searching for Gamora, leads them to Half-World. There they encounter the High Evolutionary who created Rocket Raccoon. Uh, But the High Evolutionary is working on a new project, Adam Warlock. He stole Adam Warlock from Aisha during the snap, took advantage. Giant battle between Aisha and the Sovereign. Uh, They've joined with the Guardians to defeat the High Evolutionary. There's a parallel to the Yondu story and the Ravagers in the first two movies, and a post credit scene with, of course, a, I'm going to assume a giant foot that says, like, I'll do it myself or whatever. Basically, Galactus is in the post credit scene. Guys, what do you think of that rogue theory? I love it. Yeah. I, there there wasn't I, enough uh, Thor running around shirtless, but yes, very good. Agree with that. <laughs> well, with his gut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Later, Thor. I, I like it because uh, as much as I loved Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I think the, the new origin story for Adam Warlock is just like another birthing pod creation of Aisha. Like, there's more to this guy. And I'm and I would love if like his story just gets more complicated as opposed to just like a perfect specimen that Aisha creates. Yeah. Who would play the perfect specimen, by the way? Yanu Reeves. Oh Cheese yeah. make it happen. Cheese make it happen. Jeez. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can do it. Um All right. Uh so you guys can also play along Rogue Theory and if you win, we'll read it out here on the show and discuss. All you have to do is become a patron in Rockstars and join the Discord. Second topic for our team here though, this is I'm going to say this might be the most controversial topic we've ever done on Rogue Theory. Maybe on the internet. I don't go to many places on the internet, so I'm not not sure. Uh, All right. I'm so tired of talking, guys. I'm so sorry, audience members who don't like this voice. Uh, Back to the Future director, Robert Zemeckis, did an interview last week where he, he said this before, but basically he said the only reason Back to the Future 4 has not happened is because he can't think of a good enough idea for it. So first of all, no one try to actually make Back to the Future 4. Please, do not do it. But if there's a gun to your head, your life depends on it, and you have to make a Back to the Future movie, I'd say you, you lived a good life. But if you for some reason want to live and you're going to do it anyway, what is your good enough idea that, fine, let's do it. Let's make Back to the Future 4. Okay, I actually really like mine. No, you son of a bitch. I (laughs) I do, I do, I do. Okay, so uh, at the end of Back to the Future 3, Doc Brown flies away in a time-traveling train Okay, mm-hmm. and that when he goes, he go he lands, he makes a slight miscalculation because this is not the DeLorean, it's a train, so he he has <laughs> it's a new different math. New. Yeah, he's fig- ways he's different. Figuring it out. Yeah, you got to power it with coal and yeah, yeah, yeah. time coal, steam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he lands in the future to discover that the human race is no longer there. Earth is no longer viable, and our species is extinct. So he goes back to the last time that he was alive 
and he realizes that he has to keep himself alive long enough to in for him to invent a spaceship that will get everybody to Mars to recolonize a different planet. Now he brings Marty. This is insane, and I love it. He goes to the past with his <laughs> choo-choo train, and he gets Marty McFly and Jennifer, and they come back because he needs them to teenage Marty McFly and Jennifer still. Yeah. Great. And, he, and he brings them back to be his protectors because he has to work with himself, right, to invent this spaceship because he needs two of himself to do it twice as fast to invent this thing before the Earth ends. But the Earth is ending. So basically, it's a horror movie in its final destination. And Marty... What? Yeah, and Marty and Jennifer... You just added that! <laughs> because while they're inventing... Okay, the Earth is ending and it's trying to kill them in a bunch of different ways. And Marty and Jennifer Naturally. are basically just being like, pew, 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 like running from different things to different things. Are they made of metal? <laughs> yeah. <Just> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, so you're saying it's like time is trying to like find yeah. a way, like in 1122-63, you know, it's like shit keeps coming up in front Ooh, of them. Yeah. Like time is is trying to fight back against being manipulated. Yeah, yeah I love it. they're changing the future and there's two docs working together. So it's it's messing with everything. So the universe is trying to kill them. So they find they invent the spaceship, right? And they've invented it, but in order to return space and time and the earth and all universes back to normal, Marty has to kill both Doc Browns and let them both die. <laughs> I know it's emotional. That time. just got dark. It's I, yeah. I was well, Doc Brown and then you deserved it. Cry. It's yeah. a horror movie, so they and it's also guys. It pulls at your heartstrings. This is a great pitch. I gotta say. And <laughs> you, you know, uh, uh, Reno, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, stop while you're ahead because okay. that's how you go rogue Yay! Marina there's two rogies right there you somehow made it connect to Interstellar uh, that's right yeah it was an Interstellar a, story another one that's basically yeah. what it is you got some weird things there that's not it's a light bulb it's a pair of headphones okay. and a piggy bang there you go uh, Eric, you get a rogie for your contribution to that one where time is fighting back oh, yeah. sure. All right. against itself uh, and I uh, <laughs> uh, the the promise of uh, a Manscaped package uh, on your way. That's uh, your wife can thank us. Uh, I like also that Doc Brown finally gets what's coming to him. Yeah. You know, like this guy <laughs> let 9-11 happen. Come on. <laughs> like, about yeah. time. Yeah. 1985 B, there's no 9-11. Biff is their 9-11. So yeah. that's <laughs> they did their best. <laughs> really quick, I just gotta say that's gotta be the the tagline under the movie Back to the Future Four. It's about time. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty good. good. That's pretty yeah. good. All right, who's next? We are about to get all timey wimey. <laughs> Eric, you, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. I'm getting out of the way of this of yeah. this locomotive. All right, Joven. At least please just make it one. Concise, clear, same oh, theory all the way there, through. So this is what we have. <laughs> See, when Endgame happened, when we got Endgame, it changed the game. It, it changed the Endgame. In yeah. the end, it changed the game. Okay, so Endgame happened. Back we, to the we, future. All the science of Back to the Future was completely wrong. So now Robert Zemeckis knows this, and he can go back to his own movies and kind of see it in a new light, which then gives him that eureka moment. It's like, oh, I know what we need to do. I now understand time travel because of Endgame. 
this is how we do Back to the Future 4. Did I just go meta with my rogue theory? Does he get hit his head in the bathtub and yes. get this idea? Yeah, uh, while well, he was <laughs> yeah. trying to use a blow dryer, and then now he can hear all the women's <laughs> thoughts. So what happens is we see uh, Doc Brown uh, much later in his life. He's lived a great life. But as he's out, you know, just tending to his garden in his retirement, uh, there's, there's a strange gust of wind, a little lightning in the air, and then all of a sudden, vroom, vroom, the DeLorean shows up. Are we expecting Marty McFly? Nay, nay. It is himself. It is Doc Brown again visiting himself to tell him that his entire science thought process back in 1985 was so wrong that it's not just one timeline, but one timeline on top of many other timelines. Mm. So every time they change one thing, it actually causes a bunch of other timelines to sprout out into different directions. So yes, they may have fixed one single timeline with Marty's parents, but as they go back to try to fix their timeline of like, you know, the equivalent of putting all the, uh, the infinity stones, stones in the right spots, they come back to the future just to find out that this isn't the future that they once left. They've gone back to a different future where par Marty's parents, they did meet, but they never fell in love. And we're now realizing that there are multiple timelines with multiple Martys and multiple Doc Browns, and time is essentially crushing itself because there's too many variations in the timeline. So now another DeLorean shows up, and another DeLorean shows up, and we see different versions of Marty McFly and Doc Brown, each played by different actors, because in these different timelines, it's actually affecting everything just from the beginning of time as this weird butterfly effect that's causing just time and reality to shift to be a little bit different and so now all of the marty's and all the doc rounds have to work together in one giant omega back to the future <laughs> i actually like i mean that's, that's awesome bat shit. it's bad <laughs> but i've also but, just stolen an episode from rick and morty season yes six. it's very know. it's very <laughs> rick and morty uh but the fact that you just create an opportunity for eric stoltz to come back and play Marty McFly finally. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, and and so time is collapsing on itself because there's too many branches. Yes. Right. Imagine like it's... Earth Two, Earth Three, Earth Four, but they're all having different uh, Marty McFlys coming back to help. And there's just and too so much they're happening. gonna collide back together and create one Earth. They need which an is... on, uh, Crisis on Infinite. Exactly. Earth. Which one is the prime that the others are like? We're okay with not existing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We're rebooting the franchise, so we can have a new cast. And be able to get another good three masterpieces out of it. God, I can't believe you also, you offended me so much, you created a reboot. Not only an unnecessary <laughs> sequel, then you rebooted them. The distance, we're going all the <laughs> and we're going the Joven, distance. you get two rogies for just ruining my day so much. Right. That's what I asked for. Uh, uh, That's what uh, I wanted. I got a little, uh, <laughs> yeah. Harley, uh, little Harley Quinn pin right Ooh. there. Cute. Harley Quinn pin. Harley, Harley Quinn pin. pin. No, and don't, and don't that was one. Oh, I got two? Yeah. Well, let me reach it in here to grab it. Uh, there we go. We got a little uh, Xbox Pride pin. Oh, cute. Oh. I like to go with themes. This theme, this week's theme is uh, is pins. Cute. Great. Great. Uh, all right. All right, Eric. Show them how it's done. Ruin my life. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't. Uh, because once this theory came, I realized I'm so glad this came up because I don't know if you remember, Philip, for like the past nine years, I have actually been trying to outline and develop a Back to the Future sequel. Well, it's not really a sequel. Well, it's kind of a sequel. It's like a tribute film uh, to Back to the Future that I, all I know is I started with just the title and I'm like, I'm going to figure out the movie afterwards. It's called Back 
to Back to the Future. To the Future, yeah. Okay, so I, if, if it's okay with you guys, I'd just like to share with you the pitch for it because I kind of want to like just get this on the record just to force myself to write this like 20 years from now. That's great, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Let this be your inspiration. Okay, let's do it. So here's the story. Back to Back to the Future is about a young movie lover named Eddie who wants to fix his parents' broken marriage. He works at a failing drive-in movie theater for this kooky film nerd projectionist, Jorge, who actually knew Eddie's parents when they were all teenagers together in the 80s. And Jorge recalls to Eddie uh, his parents' first disastrous date, which was like uh, the opening night screening of Back to the Future in the summer of 85. And Eddie, once he hears the story, wishes that he could go back in time to that night and make their date a romantic meet-cute and like fix their marriage, restore their marriage, give them a nice meet-cute story that they can come back to anytime they're fighting. Well, it just so happens this drive-in movie theater has this old projector screen that they never use because it's glitchy. Anytime they they project a film reel on it, it, it glitches the film. There's something wrong with it. Jorge maybe explains that the screen was built on like a fault in space-time. Uh, <laughs> and maybe perhaps uh, in the 80s, a young filmmaker, Robert Zemeckis, wrote Back to the Future after seeing a movie at the Southern California drive-in. We can tie in some meta stuff there. So he explains the rules of this world. If Eddie... Some meta stuff. Yeah. If Eddie were to drive a car 88 miles per hour directly into that screen, the moment the film reel lights up, he will blast through the screen back in time to the date that that film reel first projected on that screen. In this case, it is the old print of Back to the Future, bringing it back to 1985, the night of his parents' first date. So once the... And then the other rule is once the film's runtime expires say it's two hours or so, you return to the present. So you have the duration of the film itself to do whatever you need to do. Uh, so it kind of plays out like Back to the Future. Eddie tries to play matchmaker with his parents. And he gets the help of nerdy teenage Jorge, but he fails uh, because Eddie realizes that his parents are terrible for each other. They don't belong together. His dad isn't the George McFly of the story. His dad's the Biff of the story. Really, he realizes his mom is better off with Jorge, Jorge. the nerd. Yay! So he lets Jorge. I just get goosebumps. I did. And then I, I kind of like going even deeper with it. Like maybe he lets Jorge have one date with his mom in the past. Maybe they tra time travel again into the screen, going back to the fifties, just letting these two have their moment together. And then it's up. Jorge thanks him. We return to the present, but the present has unchanged. We find out this is why it never worked out with Eddie's parents. It's a fixed loop. We aren't having any time travel logic problems. This is the way it always was. It was always meant to be this way. And Eddie learns that the past is okay to revisit, but we don't need to change it. Things are the way they are, and that is okay. Just like our nostalgia for the Back to the Future film, it's best left in the past. Oh, wow, wow, that's so wow. nice. Mine was stupid. That was good. <laughs> yes, yours was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely did not follow the prompt of the craziest one. This is like the best version of a Back to the Future trivia yeah, film I could that's think of. Great. No, Eric, I, I really like it. I, I like that he didn't end up suddenly having Jorge as a dad and now he's mixed race and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Comes back and it gets really complicated for that actor to play that. Uh, well, I also, geez. there was a moment where you were like, uh, it turns out he, you know, he doesn't think that they should be together. And I was like, holy crap, is Eric going to do the thing where the kid does get with his mom? <laughs> there's like there's no Oedipus arc in my story. <laughs> Part of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just your life. Um, Eric, great job. I'm going to have to reach in to a drawer that I did not expect I was going to have to reach into anytime soon. 
to get the boner version of a rogi. The silver rogi. Whoa! You can only keep that silver rogi if you actually write the screenplay for it. Oh, that's right. It's it's on loan. A silver block of wood is your payment. Is silver worth two normal rogis? Yeah, two. It's just it's worth two. Um, well, that means it turns into an orange and a blue one. Go Gators! Because this was a title I came up with when we were students at Florida. Huh. There you go. Uh, I'm going to uh, have the audience uh, tweet at Eric. He needs something other than Sparkle Bucks if he's going to keep playing this game. Oh, okay. Where he gets no rogies anymore. Uh, great. All right. Uh, let's hear them again in the form of a tweet. Two Doc Browns plus Final Destination plus... Aliens equals Back to the Future 4, bitches. How obvious was it when you said aliens, you were the meme? <laughs> yeah. That guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great. Jovan. Rumor has it Back to the Future has a brand new future thanks to Endgame. Watch new rock stars theory on this up next. That's a real tweet. He's the only one who does real tweets. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad of your from your theory you brought back the phrase "rumor has it." Like, <laughs> that essential part I'm just of your a really theory. Big that you Adele said. fan. Yeah. Rumor yeah. has it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Eric, uh, I'm sure you planned. Uh, yes, uh, your tweet as well as part of this pitch. I have literally written nothing on paper for this story, <laughs> including any kind of marketing material. So. Um, uh, Back to the Future used to be the future. Now it's the past we're going to because we're going to be out of time. Summer 2048. <laughs> 2048? Holy crap, you gave yourself so I've been, much time to write I've this. Been so long, time. I'm, I'm playing the long game. It's going to be 2047. He's like, I feel like there was something I was supposed yeah, to Yeah, really. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be an episode of Rogue Theory. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, guys, I know all the scores are really close, so let's break it up with Rogue Questions. Woo! All right. This week marks the one-year anniversary of the Game of Thrones finale. Pour one out. <laughs> now, how are you guys uh, celebrating or honoring this date? Um, <clears throat> I'm celebrating or honoring this date by... I have a garden in my back. Um, yard and I've spent months carefully cultivating strawberries, peppers, uh, <laughs> peppers, pepper, peppers. <laughs> I have flowers and pots. Uh, I have spinach, a lot of stuff, and it's taken me months. And to celebrate and honor this, I will burn it all to the ground. Yes. Set it all appropriate. On fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially, you already have what you want. Yep. You have all of those items, <laughs> and you're gonna burn I'll it. Harvest anyway. everything yep. and then burn it all to the ground. Great. All right. Who's next? I'm really confused. Actually, there's a lot of hate for the final season of Game of Thrones, so I don't know why it got all that hate. For, so, in honor of of this historic date, I'm gonna rewatch the whole series, all four seasons of it. <laughs> <laughs> During that episode, I think they go with the Red Wedding. I don't know why, but like the doors are going to shut after they get brought upstairs. The doors shut, and then um, the credits roll, and I'll be done with my with my watch party. They all live happily ever after, and life is good. That's oh, really funny. Them. To Never live in that, them. to live in that world. Oh. That ignorance. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, 
for me, I will be celebrating by remembering how full out Philip went with his Jon Snow cosplay at our Game of Thrones finale watch party in New York, just to have to console all the heartbroken fans who were so mad the show ended the way it did. <laughs> that night, I remember, oh, we were so excited I, for it, and then like everyone was just like, what do we do now? Aww. And I'm like, I got makeup done to be look like I'm dead and came back. Uh, man. Uh, <laughs> what a uh, That's what you're going to do. Great. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to give that roguey to Bran for no reason. Uh, all, right. Uh, all right. Number two. This week is the 25th anniversary of Die Hard 3 and its famous Jug Riddle scene, which uh, it doesn't matter if you don't know it. Uh, John McClane is given a three-gallon jug and a five-gallon jug, oh, yeah. and he has to use these to produce exactly four gallons of water, mm-hmm. or uh, kids blow up, I think is what it is. <laughs> uh, just uh, real quick, how do you solve that jug riddle? Uh, you drink all the water yes. and pee, uh, you urinate into both jugs, uh, two gallons of pee. <laughs> Precisely. Your your bladder size is uh, mm-hmm. two gallons, yeah. Mm-hmm. I nerdily know the answer to this only because it was also a puzzle in Tomb Raider, The Last Revelation. They just completely ripped it off. Um, You take the five-gallon drug, you pour it in the three-gallon drug, fill in all the way, leaving two gallons left, and then you empty the three-gallon jug, and then you pour in those two gallons from the five into the three, and that leaves one gallon empty space, and then you fill the five-gallon up again, and you pour exactly one gallon of that to fill that empty space, and it leaves four. Yay. And uh, Marina? You... <laughs> Eric should have gone last. No, no, he shouldn't have because you let the kids die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The truth uh, is never three. funny. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Uh, some folks on Twitter this week realized that one of the closed caption options on Disney Plus looks a lot like the silly font Comic Sans. So give me your best Comic Sans voice of a famous movie line that would be on Disney Plus. So a Disney Plus movie line, but what it would sound like in Comic Sans. Uh, I don't know if this is famous, but I'm trash. <laughs> is that a f- it's Toy Story 4? Toy Story 4. Yeah. The little fork. Yeah. Um, I'm going to quote Maul in the wonderful final season of uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, where after his battle with Ahsoka Tano, he says, if you put it in uh, Comic Sans caption, Oh, we're all gonna burn! <laughs> uh, and for me, uh, I, I actually use Comic Sans as the text in my YouTube header, so uh, I find Yikes. nothing wrong with Comic Sans. <laughs> uh, but I think it would be a big purpley face saying, Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> the droopy dog as Thanos. Yeah. Oh, I was like, what, what is that's that? Awesome. But yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll give you guys uh, Marina 2, Eric 1, Joven 2. Ooh, sweet. Uh, all right. Okay. That's one. I got two more right here. Yeah. All right. And then let's hear uh, what our, our totals are. I have six. I have five. You can count on your fingers. Oh, great. Five. Marina's our winner this week. Yes. Marina, what is your wish that we can enact immediately? Oh. (laughs) Um, uh, My wish that you are going to enact immediately is that we, I get to wear a crown. They're going to edit a crown onto me. And you guys all have to wear bunny ears. Great. The editors love it when you give them (laughs) things to do. (laughs) 
Uh, all right, guys, that's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Uh, thanks to our guests. Yeah, you Don't guys forget to, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't forget to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed and stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and our other shows. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter at New Rockstars. Follow me. It still says this, Zach, at EA Voss <laughs> on the outro. But also maybe follow at Philip Molina, what it's supposed to say. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Joven, uh, where can we find you? Uh, what's up? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at the Joe Bichar on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube's. Uh, and uh, uh, where? What's your new thing, too? Oh, we also got a uh, new Element Six. I uh, brought all my friends back together, and uh, yeah, we're playing uh, gaming stuff and podcast stuff. So you can go check that out at YouTube.com/newElement6. Thanks for making me uh, pitch to the stuff I should be pitching to. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Eric, what's going on this week? Oh, we are going to. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing that voice. We are doing. Never mind. No. <laughs> yes. uh, we got Thor Ragnarok coming Yay. your way. Yay. All right. Don't worry about it. They know to just be subscribed, hit the bell. Uh, and uh, um, uh, Madam Ro- Rabbit Queen. <laughs> I'm I mean, not a rabbit. I just have a crown. Uh, you are queen of rabbits. <laughs> That's right. You are not us. We are scum. Yeah, I, I rule over the blue land of rabbits. Uh, I'm uh, on Twitter at Marina Mastros. Great. Ooh. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for going rogue. Uh, you guys could have stopped watching minutes ago. Nothing really changed here at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, fun episode. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.